0: everyone today we are going to discuss advice for adult recreational beginners from a pro's perspective Erin and I are thrilled to have Philip here tonight Philip was a junior tennis phenom and trained at the Balliterre IMG Tennis Academy He has taught tennis for over 10 years and is a pro at the Raleigh Racquet Club in Raleigh North Carolina So Philip what advice would you give to a person just starting to play adult recreational tennis
1: The first thing I like to tell everybody you know taking up tennis is just be patient you get a lot of players that come into the sport and they want to get great quick and they want to learn fast. And it's just not a sport where you can learn everything and, and get good really quickly um, because there's another level ahead of you. And that's probably the, the biggest thing I, I like to tell all the players that I teach who are new to the game is just be patient and don't compare yourself to other people because that usually you know, robs you of some joy of the game. But after that, you know, more kind of technical advice and maybe mental advice is try to have a short term, a medium term and a long term goal and do what you can to reach those goals. So if you're wanting to maybe jump from a 2.5 to a four zero, that's going to require some goal setting and teaming up with a pro and taking some lessons and getting involved in some clinics and leagues. And really, you can start that right away. I think sometimes players are a little nervous. You know, they they may start and and they're getting the hang of it, but they're just in their heads, oh, no way. There's no way I could play tennis or or play in a league. I'm not ready. And I try to discourage that kind of thinking of, oh, I'm not ready, because really, we're never going to be ready. We just have to kind of play.
2: I have a question. It's Aaron. What is the greatest area of improvement that you see from beginners. And I will say I have taken lessons from Philip and he has seen my strokes. And I think in our first episode, we talked about advice that Carolyn and I would give to beginners. And I said I would have learned volleys first instead of ground strokes. And Philip has seen my volleys and he would probably agree <laughs> with that. <laughs> but is there something specifically? Do you just start working with beginners, you know, with ground strokes, or or how do you kind of get someone off the ground and running?
1: That is a great question. And you're right, Aaron, we should kind of learn the game from the net back in starting with touch and learning how to really feel the ball off your strings. And that's such a a good way to start because it's controlled. You're learning how to control the ball. And that's first things first, right? You know, control comes before the power. In a much more kind of higher level, you know, there's kind of two major components that we think about in tennis, and that's physical and mental. The technical part really needs to happen first. You know, we, we need to be able to hit the ball and move before we can start thinking about the strategies and maybe other tactics of the game. So as far as the physical part, you know, we have footwork, agility, strength. Um, we have technical parts of that as well. I really like when my students start out with the continental grip because it's used for every shot besides the forehand with topspin.
0: Is that it's the grip like, that if you're shaking hands with someone? Correct. correct. Okay, I just want to make sure. And this is sad yeah. that I don't know what the different grips are called. So, <laughs> you know yeah, what I call the,
1: it, Carolyn? I what? call it the chopper grip. <laughs> the chopper. Yeah, I've heard lots of different things. You, you know, can like, chop
2: wood or, or hit a hammer. You know,
1: it's yeah, a chopper grip. grip. Shake yeah. your hand. I, the shaking the hands is actually really good though, because when you hold the racket, you want to have your hand rather extended. Like You don't want to ball it up like a fist because it doesn't create as much leverage or feel for your swing or your shot. And it's funny because as you start getting better, if you don't really work on that grip, it gets even tougher mm-hmm. uh, as you get to a certain point. And um, like both of you are now 4 O's, that grip, and if you're not really holding it continental, is holding you back from awesome. taking the next step.
2: I was going to say, I'm going to walk around my house from now on (laughs) holding my racket because I'm telling you, Philip, I have not changed my grip. And now it's light bulb moment of why my volleys were just so interesting.
1: (laughs) Right. And it's, you know, we just don't, there's no fundamental to the volley. It's more so we're just, if we have time, we're going to swing at it. If not, we're just going to put our racket up, hopefully block the ball. Aaron, what you said was so important, spending that extra time just holding your racket And getting more familiar and natural with the feel, because if you've been told by instructors, you need to get into this grip, you know, say you're at work, you're you're at the desk, you know, just holding that racket really helps you get more natural feel. And then when you're next time on the tennis court, it's that little bit better. Yeah. Um, I also recommend hitting against a wall, doing these things. It's just one of the fastest way to get a lot of repetitions, and although it's difficult to do some volleys against the wall as a beginner, um, if you keep at it, you will get it it's tennis is such a cool sport like that because it's very merit based and and kind of hard working in the beginning you know if you you stick with it and you you're really trying what you know a professional or a tennis pro is telling you, you will get it and that's kind of maybe a mental aspect for beginners to take note of is you know, really try and and don't give up because it's going to happen and you're going to get it. And everybody's on a different timeline too.
2: How can beginners win matches? But I think the other important part of that is, is it important for beginners to even win matches? Because now, after doing playing for so long and now doing this podcast, it's easy to reflect back and look at when I was a two five and thought losing was actually crushing. Um, you know, winning was great. But now that I'm the level I am and doing this podcast and talking to Carolyn so much, I feel like the answer is it's not important to win matches. It's important to improve your game. But what's your philosophy on that?
1: It's so natural for humans to like think about results and be so result oriented. And being concerned and worrying about winning or wanting to win, it really never helps you win. So I, I like to tell people a lot of times, you know, if they are, they want to win that they desire to, they want that result. And obviously we all do. You just can't focus on the result. You have to focus on the process. Um, and then another thing is you have to understand your limitations. If you're trying a lot of stuff outside your limitations and you're missing and you're making mistakes and you're beating yourself, you know, that's something we can cut out right away. Um, and I guess that kind of goes back to a mental thing is, is disciplining yourself and understanding your limits. Um, are you a player that can, you know, rip a winner or rip a baseline shot nine times out of ten, or, or are you a player that, you know, is having trouble moving around the ball and you kind of need to aim for the middle or, or aim for bigger targets. One thing that you know the psychology of tennis that we try to help our high level players, especially the juniors, understand is focusing on the process of the game of the points. You know, I can even remember. I was playing a point earlier today and I walked up to the line and I'm getting ready to serve. I'm thinking about, all right, I'm, you know, I'm up 40, 30, I get this game and then I'll be good. Do the changeover, And it's like that type of thinking is not going to help you because you're not really focusing on the process of the point. You don't have a plan. Maybe you're better off saying, okay, let's get my first serve in aim for the middle and then keep the next ball in the middle. And then we'll see how the next few shots go. So just kind of focusing on the process is something I like to tell a lot of the students because they just get so wrapped up in, in the score. Andy Murray was interviewed once and he was asked, what was the, the last point? Or do you kind of remember your last shot when you won Wimbledon? And he was like, oh, I'd forgot the score. Like when they announced my name and I won, I, I was like blown away because I forgot the score and I didn't even realize. And it's, and it's that kind of mind tricking you have to do to yourself to, To play your best tennis like you kind of have to trick yourself not to think about the score and to think about your plan to think about your strategy and the process and usually you end up playing your best tennis um and this is for both doubles and singles and You know, you can translate it and relate it to other areas in life and sports.
0: That is a great mentality to have. I also wanted to mention that a number of our friends told me how fantastic Philip's lessons are. So we'll include his contact information in the show notes in case you live close to Raleigh.
2: And I can attest they are great lessons. One of the things I think about most, Philip, is what's your shot tolerance when I'm in a rally? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Because which is great because people bail out so much. I, and not remember, like just push the ball back, but like deep in the court. And how long can you be consistent?
1: Right. I think that's like one of the coolest strategies and one of the easiest to kind of get your mind around be like, can I keep the ball in more times than they? Right.
0: All right well, that's
1: a pretty easy strategy. I'll wait for them to miss. And that's something you never really want to forget that strategy. I love that you just said that, Aaron, because it's such an important thing for anybody at any level, their shot tolerance and and understanding their own as well as their opponents.
2: Definitely understanding your opponents. I played a match last week in carry and literally I knew if I gave the woman three balls back to her, she was going to just whale the fourth one in the net. She never switched her game ever. I was right.
1: Shocked. And to that extent, it's like some players I'll have to deal with more strategically, you know, they, they'll go out on the court and they they want to play the way they want to play. Right. And tennis is really about playing the way your opponent doesn't, doesn't
2: want, you, want to play.
1: you to play. <laughs> so if, like, you can hear them vocally, God, this pusher, all oh, she does is just get it back. That, like You can just be like, wow, like, all right, well, she doesn't like that ball. I'm going to keep giving to her. <laughs> exactly. Uh, try to figure out what your opponents don't like, what makes them uncomfortable, and then press that until they adjust. And if they don't, you kind of have an easy match at that point.
0: That's great advice. I don't even think that way. See, look, I'm getting so much from this episode.
2: I knew we would. As soon as he wrote notes back to us, I was like, "Oh my goodness, yeah, this is going to be a free lesson."
1: (laughs) 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 Just talking through a lesson. (laughs) Yeah. No, I've really enjoyed this, ladies. It's been super fun. And you're open-minded and open to change. I think that's another really good thing for tennis because you're you have to change. It's inevitable, whether it's mentally, physically, technically.
0: Aaron and I really appreciate Philip talking with us tonight. You can tell he has such a great tennis mentality. I liked how he discussed that we need to be patient and set goals and that beginners should go ahead and sign up for a league because you're never going to feel ready. When he discussed holding the racket with the correct grip, that really hit close to home because I am trying to change my grip right now and it has not been easy. I also loved how he discussed that we should focus on the process instead of the score I know I am guilty of going out there and playing the way I want to play, but that I should be trying to hit the shot my opponent doesn't like to hit. I really feel like I'm going to need to listen to this episode before my next match. We would greatly appreciate if you check out our Facebook page, which is Second Serve Podcast. Thanks so much for listening and hope to see you on the court soon.